Hello, and welcome back to Melhi, a Dream SP podcast. This is episode 16, and today we'll be discussing Punk's lore stream, lore transcripts, and new builds on the server. As always, we refer to the characters by name and specify when we're talking about the writers, and we also try to focus more on analysis. Punk lore! Punk, punk lore! It's the obligatory punk mention, but it's just all punk. It's just it's not obligatory. It's just punk. Punk did a lore stream. He did. He's in a cave. That's most of what I know. He's in a cave. He has and isolated himself from the society. Bomb on like something. It was very vague. And then punk also mentioned a wee, but we don't know who that wee is. And something, also something. started off by being narrated by punk wearing his like. Egg pirate skin that he never actually wore in canon. I That's know. an egg. Yeah, I don't know. What's up Wait, that was the egg pirate skin? Yeah, the one with all the red removed. Like, soaked up by the. I know egg. he was all. Like, I know his skin during that stream was all, like, roughed up. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, shredded clothes. Because then he was wearing it during an MCC practice later. <laughs> yeah. I, I find it really funny. Okay, that... wait, wait. Which ones? Which ones of us have watched the stream? I have watched the stream. I haven't gotten Same a chance here. to, but I really want to. I it's just... pretty short. It's only like twenty, 20 minutes, minutes, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. I'll have to watch it like as soon as possible then. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just in a cave, and then he talks to H bomb for a bit, and then talks a bit more after H bomb leaves, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's... Oh wait, no. There's the there's the bit at the start with like K and the B. Uh, yeah. I don't I actually know. remember that part very well. And then the weird flashback with Quackity. Yeah. That might just be random and or might be relevant with the whole huh. something about like XD being able to bring people back to life. I think. I mean, that would make sense if XD could. That is. Hmm. Because XD is definitely connected to the revival book in some way. Yeah. I'm still skeptical about that connection, but okay. Well, we know at least I, when you revive like... somebody, he's aware of it. Yeah, that's true, up. that's true. So yeah. he does connect it like... somehow. I feel like we need more information to really establish a solid connection between the two, because like you said, he could have just... He, he might just be aware of stuff that happens in the server in general. True. Mm-hmm. And so something like reviving a living person sets off a glitch and alerts him. Because he doesn't do it, he doesn't come over a second time. Yeah, he can apparently choose to show up or not. But back to Punk. Punk! Actually, wait, no, wait, wait. I just thought of something that could explain why he didn't show up the last time. Because Techno technically died to the anvil, but the uh, Toshim just brought him back right after. So maybe in XD's eyes he had lost a life, and maybe he can use the revive book to like bring back someone's lives before they're actually dead. We don't know. I if didn't look the worked. second time because he kind of had his life brought back, even though that feels a bit too. Te- Techno has four lives. Though. Techno has four li- canon lives now. It's an interesting theory, but we we just don't it's... know. Yeah, it's... I mean, I thought of it in like ten seconds, so. <laughs> Occam's Razor. I, I I follow Occam's Razor. If there's too many moving pieces, it's unlikely that it's gonna be the the quote-unquote correct one or most likely one. 
Because there's just too many stuff that needs to happen, or that needs to work that certain way. Alright. Either way, we just don't have enough information to, yeah. like, really come to a mm -hmm. solid conclusion. XD, just like Dream, is an enigma, and we will not know until we get lore. <laughs> also, uh, Sam is building something that apparently could contain XD. Yeah, we don't know if he's just joking, joking about that though, or if that's the actual goal. Yeah, and then there's whatever Foolish is building, which is it's a cat-made prison. Night. He said it's a cat-made prison. He's a cat-made prison for cat-made. That looks cool though. Definitely. He it wants looks cool. real it, it cool. It looks so cool. That's like some dark castle type thing. Yeah. No catmates are safe. Ant Frost is a target. H Bomb is a target. He has snapped, guys. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Okay, so was this just um, going back to punk? Was this just like people making jokes, or was there actually something about like salt pillars or something in his cave? Oh, there was. He, he they mentioned salt right pillars right at the end. I think thirteen pillars of salt. Yeah, right oh. at the beginning. No, I think it was right at the end. Right I just thought it was somewhere in there. It, it was, was one of the points when she was just talking to herself. Well, yeah, but she talks to herself in the beginning, too. Yes, I think that's our confusion, because <laughs> I remember it happening when she's talking to herself at the end, and you'll remember when it happened when she's talking to herself at the start. Uh, it's what happens it's, when it's, it's all, it's all in one cave, because Punk isn't going outside. Mm-mm. Mm. Isolation. You're right, she's a cool H-bomb over to my girl yeah, beside yeah. the hill. She mentioned something about the sunlight. Do we about think... not wanting to be under the sunlight. Okay, so from what I know, Pong talks yeah, to- it's like an egg thing. Yeah, okay, so that's what I'm wondering. So what we know, or what I know, is that Pong talks to H-bomb, offers to pay H-bomb netherite blocks, which I don't- Is Pong rich? I didn't think Punk was rich, but maybe he is. I mean, Punk's been on the server from very early on. Yeah, so but he dies a lot, time. doesn't he? <laughs> he offered netherite blocks, and then H Bomb was like, "Hey, can I have your sticky pistons instead?" Oh, well, okay. <laughs> um, Punk really said you can have one farm, so. So I'm just yeah. um, so I'm just kind of curious if Punk is. Because you also said that Punk only refers to themselves as we, right? There's no, uh, like, calling themselves I, it's just we. No, at a certain point when talking to H-Bomb, Punk says we. Yeah. Like, mm. And H-Bomb's like, wait, who's we? <laughs> oh. Very valid reaction. I'm just curious also if it's not something egg related god if only related. but i don't think it's egg related but i want the egg lore back <laughs> same i need egg lore you all missed the egg the egg was yeah. cool bring back the egg this is a um a formal petition to bring back egg lore I'm an egg apologist. That is not a joke. It, it is just it's just doing its own thing. It's not its food. It has to eat people's lives to hatch. It's just how it is. Yeah, it's not. It, it doesn't work off of human morality. Leave it alone. It's just a yeah. like thing. It can't be good or evil. It's Bold just of egg. you to measure its morality based off of human beliefs. Yeah, guys, don't you know the eggs? Some thing other. 
The egg doesn't count. <laughs> I find it funny though that the moment a character goes into isolation, their clothes they just come out of it with ripped clothes. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get more techno lore and his clothes are just gonna be ripped. <laughs> just randomly. And Doom's gonna be like, geez, you felt sure fell over a lot and ripped your clothes on the floor on the obsidian. It's more of a headcanon or a theory or something, but I I like the idea that a character's like clothes and stuff because uh apparently because of what Tommy said one time, changing skins is something that people can canonically do in the series. <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> concept to me. Or just like a theory or headcanon that uh, a character's like clothes and the way that they look is a reflection of their mental state, mm. rather than actual wear and tear sort of of their clothing. Although it can be that too, because like then with like Exile, you have Tommy's clothing getting more and more ripped up and terrible, and him looking mm -hmm. worse and worse as he like degrades mentally, and then sort of like building his way back up. Or, uh, or with, like, Ponk's clothing being ripped. I know that's not how it works, but I like the concept of it, at least. Because <laughs> it mm -hmm. also, because ever, that one stream where Ghostbird dies and Tommy just goes, and when Dream leaves and Tommy just goes, he's changing skins, he's changing skins, he's changing skins, <laughs> why would he change skins right now? It's just got me, like, permanently, like, so how does that work in lore terms? Do they just fall unconscious and wake up in a new skin? Yeah, I'm like, how does that work in terms, like, <laughs> Minecraft mechanics in the terms of the SMP remain completely confusing all of the time. Uh, when, when Bad does the whole reveal thing and he's still controlled by the egg, he just, like, falls unconscious for a second, and when he wakes up, he's in his egg player outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh... Battle logging? It's, 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 it's just it's, funny it's that the... they never explain some things with like minecraft mechanics and I, it works because i feel like if they were trying to if they tried to explain it it would just be getting more and more confusing mm. rather than clearing anything up so yeah. it's probably better that they yeah. don't but it's very funny to just try and come up with ways to regularize it is like when those very kind of wonky fantasy stories mm. like there's magical potions and enchanted weapons and stuff but then there's also just like plain old minecraft mechanics <laughs> Yep. There's just nuclear weapons. <laughs> we skipped somehow from fantasy, sort of like medieval well, I mean, weaponry. Like, according like to Minecraft guns, Education so. Edition, redstone is, is canonically yeah. radioactive. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's fun. <laughs> um, battle logging is them falling unconscious in the middle of a fight and everybody else <laughs> leaving them alone out of courtesy. <laughs> It's just so funny because, like, um... On Technoblade just goes into hibernation for, like, three months whenever he doesn't feel like streaming. Yes. <laughs> or training. Off-camera just... grinding. Uh, despite what Quackity says about letting Foolish die, um, that wasn't actually the case. They were just late because they had to get Techno to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny That's that, fun. um... Like, you can come up with, like, these weird... The fact that 
um the way the smp plays out is that like when they're role-playing it feels like everyone lives inside this world this world is like where their lives end and begin but then sometimes when they just like incorporate like minecraft mechanics and do random shit it's like no these are people literally just playing a game and that is the world but they're taking it super seriously <laughs> that's somehow very funny to me it's just like tommy is treating this minecraft server as the life or death if this happens then his actual real life is ruined forever <laughs> and it's really silly to me but it's very funny to just try and think of different ways that the minecraft mechanics work into you know like making a complete world and it's really interesting to see like fan content and like people mm -hmm. like writing fanfics mm -hmm. and stuff being like ah yes this is how this works don't question I it <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a problem uh, I think we've talked about with the transcript account mm. is that you kind of have to transcribe Minecraft actions like punching someone into something that makes sense mm. as something like a real person would do like putting their your ha their hand on the shoulder or doing a high five or something yeah um, I, I think I've read a few different transcripts done by a few different people and while I appreciate the extra flair sometimes I feel like it's too extra and it it starts edging into fanfic territory instead of just it's just a solid transcript so like yeah. um i read it i went to go look for a part about what a uh, transcript about uh, the f uh, disc finale where dream refuses to come down and it adds a lot of flair into how tommy kills dream mm. and that kind of made me go like eh on the other hand, yeah. you have um, other transcripts of like Dream and Techno in the prison, and then you have Techno closing in on Dream, interpreted as Techno hugging Dream. Yeah. Hmm. Which which it could be that because Dream does say personal space yeah. and tries to run away. So I think it might have been <laughs> a, it could be interpreted as like a one armed hug and stuff. I don't, there, there is like a certain amount of like interpretation that you have to do to try and like transcribe. If you're trying to make it into a story, there's definitely like a certain level of like, well, is is in this circumstance two players punching each other, them high fiving? Is it handshaking? Is it someone actually punching another person? Is it someone just grabbing someone and pulling them away from something? Because like I know. Um, Specifically with Exile, this gets brought up a lot because there were a couple times when Dream punches Tommy to drop his items. And some people interpreted that as him actually punching Tommy or, like, going really far with it. And other people were just like, well, yeah, he, like, pushed him and, like, he punched him, but it wasn't, like, as uh, bad. It feels and, like he was poking him to dip yeah, him to do something. <laughs> like, so there was, like, that difference between, depending on, like, how you look at it. Um, yeah. Or, uh, I know with the Big Dream SMP transcription account, I was just reading their one that they did where it's Tommy, Quackity, and Wilbur in the button room, and they're trying to, like, talk him down from blowing it up the first time. This is the first time, like, Quackity's heard about it. And it was that scene where Wilbur, uh, keeps getting boxed like a fish in the corner by Tommy and Quackity with the stone <laughs> to keep him from doing the button. And they, I know, like, Lou had a really hard time trying to figure out how do we write this in the transcription to make it not just be, like, like, how do you narrate that? And, like, I feel like to one extent you could have just gone the route of uh, Quackity and Tommy place 
stone in front of Wilbur to keep him from hitting the button. But they went, like, a more descriptive route with it. Where it's like, they pile up rocks to block him in, blah blah blah. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. I think... Because, like, I get why they need to do it, but at the same time, yeah. I'm just like, it kind of feels... Like, you're adding oh. a lot more to the situation than can be naturally interpreted that way. Because, again, it's the Minecraft yeah. mechanics thing. Like, how do you yeah. translate that into... Like, I, well, I feel like it would have been better just to be like, they put blocks <laughs> to block Wilbur, and I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel personally I would prefer it if they just talked about Minecraft like it is Minecraft. Because the world they're in, it, it's Minecraft. It has blocks, it has these mm -hmm. stupid mechanics, and if you're watching the DSMP, you should have at least a little mm -hmm. knowledge of what Minecraft mechanics are like. So you don't um, need there's to... There's actually something I want to bring up that kind of contributes what I want to bring up yeah. earlier. That kind of contributes. I don't think it is good for, like, coming up with, like, ideas for something you might want to explore in fanfiction. Like, when I saw this this morning, mm. was the idea that in a more realistic version of events, uh, Tubbo's execution in Manberg, instead of oh. him being boxed in by cement, like, then pushing him onto the, the throne behind. Oh, yeah. And then pouring cement to stop him from being able to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also Lou. Mm. Yeah, Lou wrote that. I remember seeing mm -hmm. it, how she was uh, describing it as, like, Tubbo actually being, like, quick, like, quick drying cement being, like, poured on <laughs> so that he was, like, stuck to the chair. And I think that is, like, a very interesting interpretation of it because it makes it a lot more mm -hmm. horrifying, which is kind of good yeah. in that scene because that's what it, the execution's meant to be. It's meant to be horrifying. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, both Tobo and Techno were kind of trapped in the situation. Yeah. And it and also... Really have much of a choice. And it also sort of answers that question of um, that a lot of people, like, argue about over whether, well, could Techno have done something else? Like, if you make it so that it's not as simple as just Minecraft. He could have dug him out and give him an enderpearl and they could have run mm -hmm. for it. Then it makes mm. it, it makes the story make more sense, you know? Like, yeah. Because I think but, that was a lot of the problem with like that mm. execution between Techno and Tubbo is that um, everyone knows Techno is like baller at the game. Like, you can't kill the death god <laughs> or blood god or whatever. But then for you have to like. Plot reasons because. Plot, but yeah, yeah, for Tubbo plot reasons that had to happen. And, and I mean, there, there was justification in story the fact that he wasn't sure about the power of the rocket launcher. He that, was very, he um, thought Manberg was a lot stronger and he thought he was outnumbered. None of yeah. them really like stood up. Yeah, exactly. Or protested. And so yeah. like, against so, like, the execution. It's, it's so not, as far as he knew, they were all against him. Yeah. It's it's not just plot reasons, because it's it's also in story it makes sense too why Technoblade couldn't have wouldn't have thought of to do something mm -hmm. else. Yeah. Like, there's, there's definitely, like, in canon, they've made reasons, like, why Techno thought that this was the only option. It's the problem yeah. of people who really liked Tubbo or really liked Tommy and really wanted to blame Techno for it don't really... They, they take too much of, like, real-world Technoblade's actual skill and their mm. canon knowledge of things... And don't consider mm. the fact Honestly, that his character doesn't have any. A lot of the problem with people who have bad takes on Dreamless and Pikachu is they act like everyone knows. Yeah. 
exactly what the audience knows. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The number of times I've seen people talk about Dream knows everything and absolutely everything. <laughs> it's just like, bruh. Yeah, he, no. He's stuck in a prison. What do you think he's yeah. doing? And then they'll do, sometimes they even do the opposite thing where they'll say, like, they really want something to be canon mm. or for a character to not know something because it makes them look better. Like, um, saying that Wilbur doesn't know about Exile because he might not know the whole story, but he clearly knows enough yeah. to mm. say that he would have tried to fight Dream if he was there, what was happening instead of Ghostbird. He just doesn't care. Yeah. So him remembering more is very unlikely to change his mind on that. Oh yeah, I don't... And then I see people acting like, oh, he only remembers the good bits of Exile. Like, do you really think he would have said that he would have gushed dream where he stood if he only remembered the good bit of Exile? Yeah. And it's just, I think, yeah, once again, it's, it's kind of that problem of we as the audience know more than the characters do. But we as the audience also, in some circumstances, don't know as much as the characters do, especially with characters that we don't get the point of view of. So, like, we don't know what, like, Mm -hmm. Dream knows, and we don't know what, like, Schlatt knew. So, it's a lot of people presuming that they know everything. Either in the Mm -hmm. sense of, like, well, people thinking, well, there's nothing else to Dream's character. I know everything about him, and because he doesn't have a point of view, there's nothing that I need to consider from his point of view. Versus Honestly, people like, the whole being point like, of view argument is so dumb. Like, do you read, like, <laughs> a first person... Do you read, like, a book? Do you read, like, I don't know, what's... Harry Potter. Do you read Harry Potter and just think that every character that isn't Harry just has nothing to them has no beyond... Do they not yeah. exist beyond what Harry I mean, sees? I mean, Harry Potter isn't a great example because there are a lot of characters in Harry Potter that are like that. <laughs> but, you know, you get what I'm saying. I think the thing for me is always that I think people forget that this is a role play and not, like, it's not the same as yeah, reading a book yeah. or a TV show. Cause the when thing you're... about a role play is that everyone is playing their own character yeah. that they are invested in writing. In just a normal story, it's yeah. a it's only one or a few writers stuff split up and the focus is put on the main characters mm-hmm. yeah so like me characters that don't really have much to them aside from the role they're meant to play yeah but it's not the same in role play because every character is the main character because every character is someone dedicated play. to writing them and yeah. to telling their story exactly yeah. With- even if it's not shown like dream's character he's his own character he's not just this piece used in other people's stories you have to like consider they're not actors playing out a singular story some one mm-hmm. person wrote. They are people in a group chat talk role playing <laughs> ca- with their characters and how they want to do stuff. And it's like in the consider the dream and like, bit. Dream very <laughs> much could have just said no, that's not what's happening to my character, but in or with like Charlie and um, his piece of slime that's stuck in Bundy now. They could have said no, that didn't happen, but no, instead, because it's a roleplay, they they agree with what the other person's saying and follow along. It's mm-hmm. it's yes and, it's I not... Think, like, the thing about Dream SP is you can look at pretty much every character, except I suppose some of the more one-off characters, mm-hmm. and they could be the protagonist of their own story like you could write a book about their that's just like getting their story yep. mm-hmm. 
And it's not the same. Like you could write like Nikki's point of view as her own narrative, and that would work completely fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that everything on the SMP is on a one-to-one scale. So Dream is writing his own character with input from others, but it's still primarily him. And when it comes yep. to acting, he's the one who can make things up on the fly. That he's like, okay, well, this mm-hmm. was what this is what my character would do. It's on a one-to-one scale. Mm-hmm. With TV shows and media and stuff, you usually have either one writer or a team of writers who are in charge of covering everything and everyone. It's not a one-to-one where mm-hmm. it's like one person is in charge of one character. The only exception to that in the SMP is like a few. A few things like the egg is technically an NPC, but even then it's it's like it got it's input bad. from a lot of people. Yeah, it's bad, but then like you have like Ponk and everyone like working together to mm. make it happen and do what is needed for it. Like that's an NPC. Schlatt's kind mm-hmm. of an NPC because we never get his point of view and he only kind of showed up for the one arc and then disappeared. <laughs> um, I mean, if he came back, I could see him becoming yeah. like a more rounded character with those same words. Mm of him and he does have some interesting concepts yeah like behind him that could mm-hmm. make a really interesting character with some more development yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just schlatt's character was clearly brought in to play a certain role and yeah, yes yeah. a lot of it was improv but like he was very clearly like we want you to do this and they were like he was like okay mm-hmm. yeah sure i don't care care like that's how his <laughs> death came about was yeah, like he went into the group way. chat and it was like and they were like okay well what am i doing today oh i'm dying gotcha all right great <laughs> so like he is more of like a, a team written character than like dream is or tommy is or even actually mm-hmm. To some extent, Tommy is sort of a team-written character because Tommy and Tubbo are some of the few characters where a lot of what's being written for them is being written by someone else because Wilbur handles a lot of their character stuff. But even in the moment, they're still like improving and they're still coming up with things for their character and doing whatever mm-hmm. they want. So it's, again, it's not like a strict, like scripted, like, well, this character's motivations are this, this, and this, and everyone know everyone who's acting this knows this. So it's very much, it's it's very one-to-one. It's it's not acting, it's not a TV show recording, it's a role play, which is very different. And I think mm-hmm. people forget yeah. that a lot. Yeah. So have you guys ever role played in a chat room before? Yes, far too often. Have you... <laughs> it's like that, it's like yeah, that. But... Yeah. Like even, like, I, I compare it to D&D in my mind in a lot, except even here, we don't really have, a like, a one single a DM. Dungeon like, we had one at, with Wilbur at first, but that's mm. clearly not the case anymore. I have done a roleplay that is kind of similar in the sense that there was a small group of people who were responsible for making certain decisions mm. and, like, facilitating discussions between people on specific lore events. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty well, typical. the main sort of character arts and everything were all done by the people playing those characters. Yeah, there's mm. no one yeah. like getting together and being like, well, this character is going, this is going to happen, and then this character is going to react like this, and this character is going to react like this. It's, okay, this thing is going to happen, everybody, what do you do? It's not, <laughs> like, and in this case, mm. they have like a team of people being like, well, this is what's going to happen what is everyone's going to be like what is everyone's reactions going to be and how and like how they get to those reactions is very much up in the air it's not like uh the one i did was sort of like this survival horror type thing oh yeah where like a certain amount of people have to die Mm. 
so it was a group of people who basically just like randomly picked <laughs> who had to die each like round and then they just put all the people that had to die in a group chat and said hey figure out how you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs> is it weird that i've uh... and then they played that out and like everyone else would just have to figure out what was going on <laughs> it's kind of funny because i think because i've I've done like roleplay stuff for like a really long time. I've only done D and D for like the last three years or so, but like I've been doing like group chat roleplays and stuff for mm -hmm. as long as I can remember. And I think the longest running one that I have right now has been going for like five years almost. And at first, like one of the other people involved in it was the one in charge, and now I'm the one in charge. <laughs> And so I'm constantly having the balance of like, well, I have actual characters like in this, but then I'm also supposed to be like driving the story a certain route and playing all the NPCs. And like, even that's not really what's happening with the Dream SMP because they have like a group mm -hmm. of people who do come up with their main plot lines, but anyone else is allowed to come up with their own plot lines. It's just a lot of the mm -hmm. time other people are kind of afraid of fucking up theirs. <laughs> so there's a lot of like- Quite frankly, Mm. I want them to fuck up the main plot lines. I want to see what happens. To <laughs> oh, I want yeah. to see them adapt and mm. improv. Yeah, I kind of miss. Yeah, like let, 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 let's have a second like Red Festival event where something goes just extremely wrong, yes. and everyone just has to improvise around it instead of just going, like, "Oh no, that's not canon. That's not canon. Let's start over." <laughs> I, I don't know. It's very fun to me to witness the way that they do things i will say like at this point i honestly don't care if they go for like these highly or i should say i don't care if the tommy dream wilbur like that group of role players on the server go for like these high production like super serious things i'd rather they just do something because <laughs> that, that i don't care what you get you just give us shit dragging out for months and i think a lot of the other creators doing their own role plays for the most part have either gotten bogged down with like scheduling things like the egg did or they are like not sure how to make something themselves or they're not sure how to make something themselves without fucking up that plot line that's been taking forever to get through and so mm. there's a lot of caution on a lot of different people's parts to do anything because they're like, well, we want to do stuff, but we don't want to mess up somebody else's. I don't know how I don't like I can't get other people to come and hang like and like do stuff with me because they're busy. Mm. And so it's a lot of conflicting things that have made it so that um, lore generally is a little slower. Although that's not completely the case because we've got Jack Manifold and we've got Pretty Punk and Foolish. And we've got, yeah, yeah. The, that main group is doing lore soon. Foolish is like on the SMP 90% of the time. Yes. If he's not playing Valorant. <laughs> well, at this point, he's been yeah, doing I like two streams a the day. The main people who've yeah. been doing lore recently outside like the big lore group, I say with quotation marks, is <laughs> Foolish, Punk, and Jack. Yeah, Puffy's also he. Puffy doesn't do lore, but she's also on the SMP pretty frequently, and yeah. so is Bad. Whenever he's playing Minecraft, it's always SMP. Pretty much, or Munchie. Munchie. He's always on Munchie. Yeah, or I've also noticed SMP. Sam is streaming more often now. Yeah, Sam mm -hmm. finally got some time because he's got more time. Yeah. yeah, so he's on the SMP as well now. 
Let's talk about that project again, actually. It's a giant, terrifying like mountain. Ten times the size oh, of yeah. the prison. I think he he's said confirmed it like... it's a terraform project. Yeah. Mm. I think he jo I don't know if it was joking or being serious, but I know he told Phil that or Phil. Is he gonna build someone? a mountain? Like, did he? Does he just bought Trimmercraft and he did? He just decide <laughs> to build a mountain as well? Like, did he see Beetle's build an entire mountain in like a few days <laughs> and go? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, do I that. Yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> I'm just watching my Tumblr Honestly, dash and want, you know all what these permits kind of funny is giant the fact mountains. that you can tell the third life SMP was kind of based off Dream SMP with the th three lives system and then you're dead permanently. Mm. But mm -hmm. then w they went and took the idea from third life SMP and tried to make the 30 days SMP. Yeah, that didn't last. <laughs> that didn't last. We can see that they kind of said, Wait, why don't we borrow your concept back? <laughs> See, the problem with a lot of those servers, though, is I think that they they start them, and it sounds exciting, but then they run out of things to things do to on do. it. Mm. Like, I, I have that problem myself with, like, doing, like, Minecraft worlds. Is like, I, I play for a little bit, and then I'm like, well, I don't know what I should be doing right now. I'm kind of bored, and then I just stop playing mm -hmm. it. And I think that's the problem with a lot of, like, SMPs, is that some people go into it with the intention of... Oh, let's do, uh, you either have to go into it, I should say, with, like, a hardcore intention of what you're gonna do. Like, that's why the bear SMP is working really well right now, is because they know what their story is, and, like, they're working on the lore, mm -hmm. and so a bunch of people are active, and, like, and they're building. Um, and, like, um, for another one that's going on at the moment, um, Empire's SMP. Oh, yeah. That is a large focus on building, but they've also got a bit of lore going on that I should really catch up on. <laughs> I think that's kind of the strategy, is a lot of the SMPs that I see that are popping up that are really working are the ones, like, they have lore, they have a story, they have something for people to be doing, though, in the ter mm. in, in the terms of, like, building. Just, like, to get back to third life, I find it really interesting that that basically turned into accidental roleplay. Like, I think they definitely went into third life with intention to just do pretty much the same thing they do in Hermitcraft, which is just, like, very casual sort of roleplay. <laughs> and building and stuff. I just see. And the... then just immediately went into this like <laughs> survival see... and angst and betrayal. <laughs> On my Tumblr dash, my mutuals just crying over third life and everything that happened in third life as they're watching. It was very funny. It's almost autumn and season two is going to come out in autumn. I'm still hoping for Technoblade to be in. Like, I know it's really unlikely, but it would also be really fun. Also would force him to make weekly videos, so. <laughs> uh, apparently an update on Sam's giant project. Apparently the giant ocean gap between the shore and his little vacation island, he wants to fill in completely, is, is the idea. What is he making? I have no isn't, idea. Isn't his vacation he's island incredibly so maybe close to kind of artificial island? It's... It's it's in the same direction as Logs and Shire. I think they're it's a little bit um It's close enough that he can try to open in a few minutes. It's like on the other side of the It's closer to the it's close to the prison. I know that. It's pretty close mm. to the prison. And sort of like Lamanberg was. Mm -hmm. It's it's fairly close to Logs and Shire, but there's still a bit of a 
a distance in between. It's closer. I think it's closer to Loxashire than it is to the prison because again, he trident it over to Loxashire in like just a few minutes. Yeah, they're very close. It's all sort of in the same. And I think he accidentally area. linked a portal as well. Probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Maybe he's trying to make some sort of artificial island or mountain or something. Yep. And then we got foolish building whatever he's building, which. It's a cat it prison. Like it. Uh, I don't know. It's so hard to tell. <laughs> Maybe it's some kind of lore thing. It's a prison for catmates. He said it. All jail to all catmates. None but, shall survive. But I mean, like, like lore, no lore, as in like the past of his character. <laughs> like maybe it's related to that somehow. Maybe. Or maybe he just wanted to build something that looked cool. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. You never know. I I am of the opinion that it's much more funny if we just have Foolish who has been traumatized by H-Bomb. Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> That's really funny. H-Bomb left that much of a mm. scar on his mind. <laughs> That's just canon now. It's canon. Hi, guys. Enjoying the episode so far? I certainly hope so, because I'm here to interrupt it with what is obviously your favorite segment of any and every episode, the Mellow High Spotlight. As always, this spotlight section is our way of bringing more of the content creators in the Dream SMP and Minecraft YouTuber fandom to your attention, no matter what kind of content they create. We know that a big part of what makes our fandom so unique is that there are so many talented guys, gals, and non-binary pals who create wonderful content to bring the world of the Dream SMP to life, beyond just a simple blog game. I know I say this almost every time, but our spotlight creator this week is also a personal favorite of mine. I am proud to introduce you all to KSD Design, otherwise known as G or KSD underscore. If you've been around the fandom for a bit, I can almost guarantee that you've come across something that G has made before. She has a really adorable sort of chibi cartoon art style that's just super cute and always puts me in a positive mood. While a lot of their art is based around the Dream Team, she's also done amazing art of Rambu, Krinios, Carl, and others. All of her drawings are either super funny or super wholesome. So if you need a positive pick-me-up in your day, then you should definitely be checking out G at KSD underscore E-S-I-G-N on Twitter. Before we get back to the episode, if you have any content creators that you think deserve the spotlight, make sure to let us know by either dropping a comment below or hitting us up on Twitter. The more amazing content creators you share with us, the more amazing content creators we can share with everyone else. Catch you all next time, enjoy the rest of the episode, and bye! We have an entire other lore stream that we haven't talked about yet. Jack Manifold. Oh, yeah, I Jack. didn't catch them. I'm so sad. Uh, he's new also manifold land. new manifold land. He's also going off Yo. into a cave. Oh this God! What is trend. it with characters? What is it with characters in self-isolating? They're being responsible with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, though, there's like a whole um, track record of this happening. Because, like, I think the funny thing. Well, okay, so we've got Jack Manifold going off to live in manifold land by himself, which also seems to Re start with him living a humble life in his cave. Uh, Ponk has gone off to live in a cave. <gasps> My dog is barking. H-Bomb uh, <laughs> went off to live entirely isolated from everyone else. Um, far, far away. Uh, Nikki went far, far away to create a underground city of safety. Dream went far, far, far away to create his <laughs> evil villain vault. 
what is with all of these people in deciding that, you know, I've had enough emotional trauma. I'm going to go set up a base far, far, did, far away from everyone did, because did, no one actually cares or loves me. Because Techno did that at the end yeah. of season one. Techno, yeah, yeah Techno and all. <laughs> everyone just is like, oh, man. No one really... There's a lot of a trend in the SMP of being like, wow, just people go don't away care this about And you can just play single-player Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that, like, a lot of the reasoning behind people's, like, reasons for doing it. Like, um, like, Fundy goes off and lives by himself in the middle of the woods. And, like, Jack does it, and Nikki does it, and Ponk does it, and H-Bomb does it. And a lot of the reason they do it is because they all come to the same mindset of no one actually cares about me why am i sticking around mm. just to get hurt over and over and over again when no one actually cares about me or what's wrong with me or like what my problems are they all just care about themselves and them caring about themselves is what's ruining my life mm. i'm leaving because it started with h-bomb h-bomb's the one well okay technically i guess it started with techno but h-bomb <laughs> is i think the first person i actually saw who had a character like moment of being like no one here on the server knows who I am. No one cares. And that was right after um, right after the disc finale, I think, because he came back to his home in Eret's castle and Tommy had left a sign saying, Sorry, Eret, borrowing these things. Probably won't get them back. Going off to fight Dream and probably die. And H-Bomb was like, this isn't even Eret's stuff. This is my room. This is all of my stuff. No one even knows that I live here. That's how little people value my presence. Why am I here? I'm leaving. And the only one he really tells or talks to about it is Nikki. And then he goes off and he builds him, or he has Foolish bailed him a mansion in the middle of nowhere by a village. And it's just this trend of... I think it's like a component of this whole trend with the SMP of like violence begots violence. In the mm. whole, like, uh, someone does something wrong, someone does something back to them, someone does something wrong, we go over and over and over again. It's just people hurting people over and over again. And no one taking the time to think of other people seriously. Because even if we go with the philosophy that, you know, like, Dream's goal was he wants peace on the server, when he was doing that, he didn't really think about necessarily, like, the exact like well-being of individuals and like what would make them happy he was just like oh this is what i have to do to bring peace and that will make everything fine without actually considering other people's feelings or like tommy <laughs> does it all the time um tubbo gets dragged along with tommy even though he tries rambo's too much of a chocolate eclair backbone to really <laughs> do anything techno and phil think that they know what will bring positivity and happiness to the server in the fact that they get rid of the government and then they don't really mm -hmm. do anything after that to help the only few people that i've seen like sort of try and break out of that is nikki who's joined the syndicate to keep something like that happening again but has also made her underground city which is supposed to be a place where people can go and mm -hmm. uh just have peace and live together as a community and cooperate and so it's just a lot of people on the server being selfish and having a hard time empathizing with others mm. Mm. and it's 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 kind of the whole theme of the entire <laughs> smp when you really think about it there's my there's my rant about how everyone in the smp is terrible and needs to talk to each other <laughs> somebody get them a therapist i think around the time the torture arc thing started 
I came up with this concept that I called the Hermacraft Therapy AU. Which is basically, you know how there's all those AUs of Tommy going to Hermacraft for therapy? Yes. And there's a few where it happens with Dream as well. Yes. That but with every member of the server? Yes. The one where they're running around trying to keep people from interacting with each other? And they have to have like this whole chart of who is safe to interact with each other. Like, Technoblade and Dream can interact with each other, but do not let any of them near Quackity. Do not let Quackity near any of them <laughs> because that's gonna end in pain. <laughs> Rambu, safe when he's asleep. <laughs> I like the MCC AUs that people have done, um, where at the end it's kind of revealed, like, everyone in the from the Dream SMP that gets into MCC has this sort of, like, silent awareness of the fact that things are fucked on the SMP, but they don't want to tell anyone about it, and they usually, the MCCs usually end with it somehow being revealed that the Dream SMP is a giant fucking mess and all of the admins of like Noxite and MCC being like, oh, we're fixing this. And they like shut down the server and get like everyone a therapist. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is what I want. <laughs> just everyone get so far away from each other. And even if I don't like you, like I don't like the character, I still want you to see a therapist because you are causing a bunch of problems and making a bunch of other people's lives miserable. So if we can just fix you, then maybe we can fix <laughs> everyone and we can all just be happy. <laughs> that's that's great. It's my general mentality about the server. Like I don't like Quackity and I don't like Wilbur. I like I hate both of their characters. I think they're ter <laughs> they're terrible people. But I still want them to get that, you know, nice recovery healing arc. Because if they get, you know, healing, then maybe they'll stop ruining other people's lives. And that's all <laughs> I want. I just want everyone to be happy. <laughs> Why is that so hard? Because they don't want to be happy. They want to be miserable and sad. Because angst is fun. <laughs> because all of the writers are angst writers. That's what I was yeah. going to say. It's like, none of them know how to be happy. Look, you can look no further than the prison arc to confirm that. Because the prison arc started, and people made angst of it. And then the and prison then arc got angstier than the angst bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then in return, the fanfic had to get angstier. Oh yeah. <laughs> to keep it, look, it's angst fanfic always has to outpace the original. <laughs> like a rule of angst And then fanfic. Dream just makes it worse than the angst fanfics we write. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. And then the torture arc started and we're just like, this is like, way worse. <laughs> like, the best we could come up with is like, can be mildly tortured by Sam, and then you have Quackity coming in every day. Yep. <laughs> we were all like, "Oh, we're making this so dark," and like we were talking. I was like, "God damn it, we gotta make it worse." Okay, Quackity can shapeshift, and he shapeshifts into Dream's friends when he's torturing him. Gotcha. <laughs> it's like everyone on that SMP is sad. Like, I don't think there's a single happy character. Or, like, a permanently happy character. Everyone's messed up somehow. Like, the best we have is Rambu, and he's living in, like, complete denial and oblivion of all of the bad things. Which is the only um, reason he's a happy character. I mean, Bilish is doing okay. Yeah, but Bilba. he's also mentally torturing people by trying to oh, well, pose as... He's not sad. Everyone's either sad and depressed or messed up in the head, and there's no... <laughs> and there's sometimes they're both yeah or they're like deeply both and it's terrible like wilbur punk we started with punk we're ending with punk 
So, something huh. I've noticed, um, H-Bomb mentions the turtle Halopon gives him, is like, whoa, what the fuck, this is super OP. And I managed to, like, find a well, not a screenshot, but I managed to find a point where I could pause it and see what enchantments it had. And that's a maxed out turtle helmet. Really? Yeah, maxed out completely. I wonder where Mending, he got it. Breaking, I mean, water I know, breathing, I know Pong's on the server all the time, so he could probably just get it himself, easy peasy, like after a little bit of grinding. But yeah, huh. and if you if you like, he was, you said he was offering um, netherite blocks. Yeah. Consider where did the egg pyre get netherite blocks to try and pay purple from? Pong is the sugar daddy for the egg pyre. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon confirmed. Cannon confirmed. Punk is single-handedly fueling the egg pyre's pyramid scheme. <laughs> um, and there's also that hole that H bomb looked down, but then Pong's like, "Don't go down there. Don't look down there." I feel like and it's he fills egg. in. <laughs> he fills in all the other holes, but he leaves that one and is covered with vines, so he could go up and down it. And he leaves he leaves that one alone, which means there's something, and it goes down pretty far. There's something down there. That he doesn't want- that they don't want to show us. I feel like it's egg stuff, or it's like Ponk's like, secret room of OP <laughs> shit that he's using and <laughs> planning to do some- Actually, wait, I just realized there's another aspect of Ponk lore we haven't talked about. Um, him and Foolish had a full, like, falling out. Oh, yeah. That's- I thought that, that was common happened. knowledge by now, but I suppose people who don't watch Ponk don't know about it! Which is our reminder to everyone to always watch Ponk because Ponk is amazing. Especially if you're European because he can act- He streams at a normal time for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, for us. Wasn't the reason that Ponk had a falling out with Foolish is because he didn't want to give up on Sam? It's because Foolish and Sam had a date. <laughs> oh, is that why? Yes. Because it sounded like Foolish was kind of saying like, Ponk's bad for you, or not Ponk, uh, Sam's bad for you, he literally cut off your arm, and Ponk was like, no! <laughs> no it could have been he, also been he's... that, but it's, I think it's a combination of both, because, uh, Ponk's been, like, telling Foolish all his plans about trying, wanting to kill Sam, mm -hmm. and he's like, you're gonna help me kill Sam, right? And Foolish's like, eh. <laughs> But then, so, so, Ponk knows that foolish knows that how much he really hates sam and also really loves him and then he hears that sam and foolish went on a fucking date together yeah i'd be kind of notably upset yeah. about that foolish i mean that's the same reason sides. he broke up with sam in the first place right like it wasn't just the torture stuff I hate that that's that. the boundary. It's not that he, you know, tortured me or <laughs> cut off my arm. No, no, I think that... it happened before the torture stuff. Oh. And the torture stuff happened after because mm. Punk wanted to get back at Sam for going on a date with the chess lady. Oh, I think. yeah. The one so of the it, it was months ago. I don't remember details. Yeah, one so of the So he stole the key cards, and that's how we get torture. God, stole the key cards, got murdered, lost a fucking cannon life, then he got tortured, and then he lost his arm. For mm -hmm. useless cards! Sam, 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 Sam. That is a toxic relationship right there, you two. You guys mm -hmm. need to not be around each other. The only healthy relationship Sam has anymore is with his dog. True. 
Which, I mean, isn't a dog really all you need? (laughs) Except he's also keeping the dog locked in an obsidian box in his base at all times. I mean, considering the the average lifespan of pets on the server... I mean, yeah, it's not like an unfair precaution. I've been is either the oldest or one of the oldest pets on the server. I actually. think yeah. she's the oldest, because she was one of the dogs that was around at the beginning of the server when, like, Dream still had pets. And, like, Sapnap and Dream mm-hmm. and uh, Fran were all kept in the community house. And Fran's the only one that survived. So I think she's I'm officially the oldest um, pet. Okay, so we're a bit low on time, so let's try and give, like, a proper ending this oh, time. Oh, yes, yes. Because we're not, we're not great at those. Yes. <laughs> it's a bit rough every time. Uh, concluding statement. Uh, everyone on the server needs therapy. Um, that watch kind of punk. is... Yeah, watch, watch punk. punk. Watch um, Foolish. Watch Foolish. The Sam Punk Foolish relationship. Watch her life. <laughs> relationship I'd recommend starting with either Green or Scar's point of view. But then based on what you see, choose point of views to watch. Uh, personally, I like Tango's point of view and also Smajor's, <laughs> but I haven't gone around to watching anyone from the, like, the Red Army point of view yet. I'll probably get around to it at some point, but they're cool as well. Full on um, advertising, eh? Full on advertisement. Mm-hmm. We're gonna plug that third life SMP. Like, if, if, you, if you like Dream SMP, but you find Hermitcraft a bit boring because it's more building focus on someone, you'll probably like third life. Yes, so let's see. So watch Third Life, watch Punk, watch Foolish, watch Sam too, because he's the warden and he's a very sweet guy when he's not chopping people's arms off in character. (laughs) Um, It makes me fucking wonder if (laughs) when he's in character and when he's not in character, like, is he, when he's chatting, is he... Is, is, is that out of character Sam talking to us? Or is that in character Sam just sub- repressing all of his trauma <laughs> as the warden? <laughs> oh. You know, you know what? That's the final statement of this. Uh, I mean, it's this. better than people saying that, like, Sam and the warden are different characters. Because <laughs> that was a thing. I thought so. And then I realized, like, no. Because he was, he was also playing... Um, Sam Nook as a different character. Yeah, people just. I think the reason that thing is a thing is just because people were thrown off by how different he acted. Hmm. Anyway, end of the episode. End of the episode. No more rambling. We're, we're, <laughs> we've tried to do a good ending. We're gonna ruin it. Uh, <laughs> final statement. Everything on the SMP is trauma. Everyone has been traumatized, and everyone needs deep, deep, deep amounts of therapy. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Bye. Bye! Well, thanks for listening to the 16th episode of Mel here, and we hope you enjoyed it. If there's any topic you'd like to hear us discuss, feel free to leave a comment or find us on Twitter at Podcast, where you can ask us questions or just get updates about new episodes. See you next time! <laughs>